Yo, yo, yo. What is good? What is good, my people? That welcome was uh, not very organic, was it? So, uh, thank you guys so much for joining me at the Drizzlax Hip Hop Show for another episode. There's a lot of crazy shit going on at the moment. Um, Around the world, I know, but sometimes it's good to just take your mind off things and just listen to a stranger talk shit for half an hour. Um, you know, you never know what you might learn, what you might come across, doesn't matter what you're into, whatever, if you're into hip hop and you so you know, it's somebody in another country talking about the shit, you never know, man, you might pick some shit up, you might learn some stuff. So I guess I haven't really been posting anything for a minute now. The last thing that I did was the Musty podcast. So that was about two or three weeks ago, which absolutely blew the fuck up which is i honestly don't know how how to thank any of you guys if somebody out there supported that episode or has been supporting my podcast um i really do mean this i know a lot of creators throw these like thank yous around but the, the fact that somebody is taking time out of their day to come and spend it with me or you know to watch or listen to something that i created just um really blows my mind it really is appreciated like i really fucking appreciate the shit out of this shit and i guess sometimes i trip out a little bit as well like i said the musty podcast hit a little bit over 500 streams and to think that that many people listened to that conversation that i had with the homie yeah, I kind of feel like I don't deserve it sometimes. Like I don't deserve people to be tuning in and people to be giving a fuck about what I'm doing or maybe Musty's followers or whatever. Like, you know, they, they maybe they don't give a fuck about what I'm doing, but they were just strictly there for Musty, which is understandable, yeah? This podcast shit for me has become this crazy little um, way to just express myself to get some shit off my chest every now and then and just to communicate with people out there and I think it's a really amazing platform for sure you know some of the homies are telling me one of the homies he works for he's a scientist of some sort like a biologist or something and he he walks around South Australian bush looking for new plants and we're taking them back to the lab and he talks to me about how much, how many podcasts he just listens to while he's out there in the middle of nowhere collecting samples. And to think that he's out there listening to me in the middle of the South Australian fucking bush and desert and whatever, man, it trips me the fuck out sometimes. So shout out to Lunacy. 
Luna Stang, the the homie, the DSB homie. You guys probably know him from the Alter Rain CD. Um, he also did some stuff with Dialect. I'm pretty sure he was on that Dialect album, or was that Manic? I think it was Manic, actually, the other DSB lad. Um, for anybody that gives a fuck, there was a dope crew in Adelaide back in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was called Draskip, Draskip Measures. And um, there were three dudes in that crew called Manic One and K-Flow and Lunas. They were on top of their shit, man, their lyrics and their writing and um, really ahead of their time. But they just never recorded anything. K-Flow ended up moving up to Sydney and Lunas just stayed in Adelaide. He got his degree and Mannix actually lives in Melbourne. He just had a, a kid as well, so congrats to Mannix on that. And um, so there was a lot of shit going on in Adelaide back in the days. The tribe is forming as well with... Uh, Josh, who's a J2K, who, you know, is a fucking amazing artist. If you guys haven't seen his shit, go to Instagram and check him out for sure. And uh, I know that I'm completely off topic, but it ties in. So K-Flow, one of the members of DSP, is actually the person that got me into podcasts. And this was just before... It was around my birthday, so it was around May, so it was literally before the second lockdown, and he had this podcast up that he did with a mate, and it's about like conspiracy theories and shit. It's called Broing Out, so I think there's only one episode up if you guys wanted to go check that out, Broing Out, they talk about all sorts of shit that's happening at the moment, and I know K-Flow really well, and... The thing that, that was the first time that I'd listened to a podcast all the way through. The thing that tripped me out was how glued I was to what the fuck they were saying, right? It was something very, very different and I liked it from the get-go. I fucking just, I really, really liked it. And all of a sudden, I start scrolling through other podcasts. And unfortunately, I kind of went down the tech route, whereas like Jared Poland from Frono's Photos and um, The Creative Life with Sarah Dietschy and there was another one with Hayden Pedersen and the guys from Melbourne as well, but these are more like photography and tech. And then there's the Matt Diavella one, which is about minimalism, which kind of um, inspired me to clear out a lot of the stuff that I had. I was listening to Henry and Heidi, which is Henry Rollins and Heidi May. He talks about a lot of old rock kind of stuff and his experiences in the industry, man. He's such a smart guy. And I'm a real big fan of Henry Rollins, his poetry and just his whole shit. Like he's a he's a record fiend and collector and a music lover and I guess like the rest of us. So I kind of start listening to those podcasts. I kind of get to Joe Rogan. There are a few things that, that I kind of like there. And then I come across one that really blows my mind, which is called Business of Hype. And this one is run by Jeff Staple, which is the guy that invented uh, or collaborated with the Pigeon Dunk that literally like started the whole sneaker movement, the hype in sneakers and all that kind of shit. Um, and that one started to get me glued as well. And then I start talking to Lunas back in Adelaide and he just starts hitting me up with these hip hop ones and shit. And he's just like, yo, 
have you heard before i go into this next little segment actually the funniest thing about my podcast the the one that you're listening to now the drizzlax hip-hop show i literally heard the broing out podcast with my man kflow and then i ended up just buying a road roadcaster and i ended up buying a road podcast mic some XLR cables, and I was like, yo, man, I'm going to start doing podcasts. And it's fucking crazy how my mind works sometimes where I'm just all in without researching stuff, without dragging my feet. I kind of have this, I don't know, I kind of have this like philosophy almost or the way that I am. It's like I kind of feel like what happens if I die in the next whatever week or two weeks or month or whatever like what would my legacy be and i know it's kind of a a fucked up way to think and and be but it's where i'm at in life at the moment where i'm just like you know what if i died next week what would people remember me for and uh six months ago there wasn't really a lot that i was doing you know i was kind of like working and then just sitting on the couch and watching heaps of movies and killing time just going to cafes eating breakfast and literally just like i was like a fucking um on a mission this was i guess pre-covid not six months ago because melbourne's just been shut down all year but until this youtube thing started in my life i didn't really know what the hell i was doing i was hanging around with certain people that also just weren't doing anything really like apart from just working and going through life and paying bills and whatever like it really is true about who you hang around with in life and i'm not saying that they're bad people or whatever but i just needed more like i always felt like i needed more and um and being um addicted to certain drugs and substance abuse throughout the years and having only those kind of things in common with other people It was time for me to just break off two years ago after I got back from Thailand and just start to really do my own thing. I was in bad relationships with women and I was very lost and um, I just needed something. So when this YouTube shit came along, I was like, word. And then the podcast shit, I was like, all right, well, I'll do YouTube, but podcasting would just be an extension of that so i didn't like having a hip-hop like channel on youtube because youtube takes a lot of work behind the scenes like you got to shave your face you got to worry about which top you wore in the last episode um which has kind of created my own little style of just i buy stuff that's unbranded now it's like i wear these muted clothes that don't stand out anymore but yeah, it's kind of like this podcast shit is you can be unshaven, you can be not have a shower and you can just turn the microphone on and you can get your thoughts out. And I started to really like that. Whereas the Drizzlax Hip Hop Show, the YouTube channel, it, I've kind of felt like it was just so much more work on top of my EDC channel and the tech channel that I just couldn't keep up. Like you just can't keep up doing all this shit once. And, and you know, I'm working 40, 50 hours a week, some weeks and shit. And um, the podcast was this godsend. Like it was just sent to me from the gods. They were just like, yo, man, if you're, 
struggling to do this YouTube shit with hip hop, like just do it on the podcast. And I had to do something hip hop wise because I feel like I'm a walking fucking encyclopedia with hip hop. And I feel like just a lot of knowledge in my brain just needs to be put out there. I need to talk to other people. It's therapy for me as well. I need to talk to other people that are into the same shit that I'm into, basically. And the tech stuff and the EDC stuff, that's my other passion as well, because I, I feel like you can't survive in these like social media um, or these platforms without being passionate about them. If you're not passionate about a podcast that you want to do, man, it's not going to work. If you're not passionate about a YouTube channel and you're just doing it because you think people are going to send you free stuff, this, that, whatever, like it's just it, that shit ain't going to work, man. So you're going to you really have to love this shit. And I do. So I love my tech channel, uh, EDC slash Everyday Carry, you know, channel where I talk about knives and backpacks and pouches and all that kind of cool shit. And um, this is the other outlet. I've been into hip-hop for close to 30 years now. So for me, just to go to my grave with everything that I've experienced and know about this beautiful culture of ours, that shit doesn't sit well with me, you know. So earlier today, I was talking to the homie Wolsey at um, Union Heights, and he just came eighth in the world in the DMCs. And I was saying to him how fucking proud I am of what he's done, you know, and we got into this conversation and um, he's actually somebody that I'd really like to have on the show. But we started talking about this shit and then I was just, you know, we're talking about technical, this, that, whatever. And I was like, yo, man, fucking, do you know about the DJ I Emerge? And he knew straight away, which kind of fucking shocks me because like he's so much younger than me. And he was just like, oh, word, I Emerge. He's like, you know, the legend. We were talking about how um, the technical kind of stuff in turntablism and then when I Emerge came through, he was he did that awesome set about you guys have obviously forgotten about the music because this shit's about the music and everybody's kind of forgotten about that. So I love that fucking set of his. I think it was the first time that I saw somebody actually press specific vinyl um, this was before all the new mixes were around. He had two copies of the record for his six-minute set and he wasn't changing vinyl like so many people had done, turntablists had done before. So the guy that won the DMCs, the French guy, DJ Skills, he's actually won it for third year in a row. And Wolsey's telling me that um, DJ Craze might come back out of retirement. He doesn't want somebody else to have a fourth championship ring type of thing so to speak which is kind of fucked up i was saying this to wolsey i was like this is kind of fucked up because what about all the other turntablists in the world what about all the other fucking dudes that are practicing all year round to try and get up and shit we're gonna have craze come back and we're gonna have dj dexter come back and we're gonna fucking have like you know shout out to dex as well man one of the dopest um but yeah, a little bit off topic there, but I'm just saying hip-hop-wise, man, I had to have this in my life, and the podcast was a godsend, man, straight up. So some of the ones that I want to recommend to you guys, and this is the first one that really started to fuck me up, listening to it and shit, and I was just like, what the fuck is this shit? And I just got onto this one not long ago. 
and this was a recommendation from Lunars in Adelaide. It was what had happened was, and this is a guy called Open Mike Eagle. He's also a rapper, and he interviews Prince Paul. They talk about the first episodes about the grave diggers, which was absolutely amazing. There's another episode, the last one's called What Didn't Happen, What Were the Things That Kind of Came Close in Prince Paul's Life That Just Didn't End Up Being Finished or Happening. He talks about balloon mind state, uh, native tongues, the politics of the business, handsome boy modeling school, of course, that first album, knowing more information about that for me was really dope. He was talking about how him and Dan the Automator were just going and hiring a lot of videotapes and shit and how they were fucking, they kind of came up with that concept after finding some shit on a videotape. It's actually a really big favorite album of mine. There isn't a lot of slop on that. He finally explains the whole Apex Twin slash um, LP collaboration, which I always thought just didn't fit that album at all. I just don't know why the fuck that would have been on there, but he reckons that LP handed his verse in and Apex Twin was the one that took his verse and he kind of did that whole thing and that was through Dan the Automator and it ended up just being on the album and then LP... LP from Company Flow back then and Def Jux and now he does shit with Killer Mike of course on Run the Jewels RTJ and um, when he heard it he, LP was just like what the fuck is this shit like what are you, are you guys kidding me what the fuck did you do with my verses like this shit's just noise it's horrible so a lot of cool little stories like that as well um there isn't yeah like i said there just isn't a lot of uh filler on that album so apart from that lp track which shouldn't have been on there the track was sensational i would have let i would have literally kicked him out the studio and just been like yo bitch go learn your fucking verse and then when you've learnt your verse, come back and we'll record the shit. Because, yeah, he, he, the dude's just reading off the paper and he fucks up at the beginning, which kind of sounds cool, but he, he actually kind of sounds like Cool Keith. I was like, this isn't fucking Cool Keith. There's no way he would have been this underprepared. But, yeah, dope uh, album for sure, the Handsome Boy Modeling School shit. But it, this is the kind of shit that I'm saying. It's like um, it is about the behind-the-scenes he talks about winning Grammys with Chris Rock on Chris Rock albums, which I had no idea that happened. You know, I think he won three Grammys in a row, <laughs> three years in a row for doing these fucking crazy comedy albums with Chris Rock. He's uh, also worked with third base MF Doom, MC Paul Barman. He started off as a 10-year-old DJ with Stetasonic. He did uh, the De La Soul shit, the first three albums, the Grammys with Chris Rock, the Prince Among Thieves, and the Gravediggers album, which is literally considered one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time amongst the underground heads. So... You know, these fucking episodes, crazy if you want to know a little bit of behind the scenes, right? So yeah, uh, this one here I can't recommend enough. And then you also, you have people that are made to be on podcasts and you have people that aren't really made to be on podcasts. Like I just listened to the Mike Tyson Havoc podcast and um, 
I said it on my Instagram stories. I was just like, yo, man, it could have been so dope because at the beginning, Havoc's talking about how he accidentally shot someone at Def Jam and how he pushed over one of the dudes from Run DMC and he was getting chased down the street by Ali Shaheed Muhammad from a tribe called Quest. And um, he's talking about a lot of crazy shit. He's talking about Prodigy. And then all of a sudden, there's this bit where he just he's just too stoned and it's about half an hour in and he's just too ripped everybody in the room's too ripped and it's they talk about the guys like oh have some of this drink um it's it's got the cbd extract and shit in the drink and it's flavored pineapple this that whatever and he's like it takes off the the high i honestly think when he drank that shit that he just got more high you know, you can just tell he, he's just off his head and the podcast was ruined. Mike Tyson's kind of talking and, you know, they're talking about death and how they're looking forward to death and it just got dark very quick. The Prince Paul podcast is nothing like that. Like Prince Paul was this like jovial dude and they're laughing and they're carrying on and they're talking and they're having these great conversations i actually think that it's really funny how people think that it's a good idea to smoke weed and go and do anything really that <laughs> you know you need your motor functions and shit like you need all your capabilities this reminds me of method man when he's in la and the guys uh the, the guy who was interviewing him who was it? i think it was talib kweli this is another podcast we'll get to talib kweli's like oh you ever meet tupac to method man and he's like yo he ended up doing that verse with biggie on ready to die and rizza was telling all the guys in wu-tang no collaborations but method man was getting along with big and he kind of snuck away he's like yo man i snuck away to do that verse with big and he goes i'm so glad i did but he ends up talking about how he's on the same plane as suge knight flying from new york and then they go to the same place somehow in la and he's stoned and he takes mushrooms and then you know he ends up meeting park and he's just so off his face that he doesn't even know what Tupac's saying. I think there's a time and place for recreational use or whatever the fuck if you want to smoke weed. It's, I don't think it's an everyday thing, man, like honestly, because I used to do that a lot and I was so unproductive personally, so I can't speak for anybody else. But if you want to make moves in life, I don't know, Maybe it'll work for you. It just didn't really work for me. So I think it's just good to have all your uh, motor functions, all your, you have to be alert and whatever the fuck. And that's what this podcast with Prince Paul and Open Eye Eagle is all about. It's called What Had Happened Was. And I can't recommend this enough. Like give the Gravediggers episode a chance, the first episode, and you will be hooked for the other 12. So after that ended up finishing, I was so addicted by this fucking stage to podcasts and just listening to shit in my car that I hit up my mate in Adelaide and he told me, he was like, yo, there are a few other ones that are pretty dope. He was like the People's Party with Talib Kweli and then he was like Questlove as well from The Roots, he has one. And there was a couple of others that I kind of found myself, which is um, the Crate 808 podcast, 
which is an English dude who has a lot of really, really good guests come on. Stretch and Bobbito and Elzai, Black Thought and De La Soul album reviews. And they kind of review albums and talk about these really dope albums, um, classic albums. You know, Ice Cube's three-album run, Tupac Shakur's three-album run. So they do this whole, like, De La Soul's three-album run. They talk about an artist's three best albums, but he also has guests on there. So he's an English guy, and that one is called The Crate 808 Podcast. Not the greatest attention-wise. I kind of find myself drifting sometimes from his shit, but um, I think that some some of it's got to do with that they're on the phone as well. Some of them just they're on the phone, they don't work. Like a lot of them on the phone do work, but you'll have like some of them that just for some reason there's no connection or something like I heard um Talib Kweli talk to Method Man on the phone and I just thought it just didn't really work. And also let me say one thing about the Talib Kweli podcast and the direction that he takes it in. I know that there's a lot of bullshit that goes on in America and I know that race up there is kind of a big deal. It's like the Latinos and the blacks and the whites. But you got to realize that this shit is so global and that in countries like Australia and France and Germany and in Croatia where hip-hop is huge, like my motherland, there's a lot of white people that are into hip-hop. There's a lot of the success that goes on in your life is coming from other countries. So I kind of feel like he's just so stuck on this, I'm in America and everything's going crazy and I fuck Trump and fuck this and fuck white people. Like he doesn't say fuck white people, but when he has these guests on, it's kind of like he's always steering them in the direction of like politics and he's talking to Method Man and he's like, Method Man's talking about this school he went to and how... In Staten Island, there were these Italian kids and they threw bottles out of moving cars and this shit. And it's like, you don't need to be talking about shit like that, you know? Like, you got Method Man in your studio and this is a hip-hop podcast. So talk to him about hip-hop music. Talk to him about Takao and what was going on with Wu-Tang when he released Takao. Like, I would love to know that, but he doesn't even ask him about that album he doesn't ask him about the time he kind of briefly brings up the show and he brings up how they're arguing on the bullet train in japan which i would have loved to know more about and that japan trip and when you're the host of a podcast it's up to you in which direction that the podcast goes so talib kweli man honestly i think that he needs to check himself and just realize that there are a lot of fans across the world that aren't black, you know, that support him that aren't necessarily from the black communities. They're not black. Like, I think that a lot of artists like this, they wouldn't even have careers. Like, I remember when Talib Kweli and Mostef came out with Black Star how many people that I knew were bumping that shit that were just like white kids from middle class backgrounds middle class homes man that were bumping that shit and buying the cd so 
I don't know, man. I kind of feel like he needs to check himself a little bit. And I do understand the problems in the States and all the shit that's going on. But come on, man. It's 2020. Who gives a fuck about race? To me, that's like the dumbest shit in the world, man. I don't give a fuck about his money and loyalty and um, building and, and, and being a better fucking person. And like, if, you, if you're a racist in 2020, you need to look at yourself straight up and just be like, yo, man, maybe it's time for me to change my shit up a little bit. Maybe it's time for me to start thinking about things a little bit differently. So that's just my two cents anyway. But um, yo, he's got some, he's got a couple of good episodes. The one that I would really, really recommend is the one with Inspector Deck straight up. Like that episode was like, out of all the episodes, that was like a four and a half, absolutely huge. I was actually thinking about the other day, I was thinking about listening to it again um because it was that good even one of the homies hit me up and he was just like yo man did you hit did you listen to the inspector deck one i was like yeah word man that was pretty dope the one with cypress hill uh be real that one as well i really really recommend it was fucking just so dope him talking about uh going from being a gangster and seeing his homie almost kill someone in the driveway like for some crack shit and he like literally just walked away and then to rocking festivals and like that one's really dope man and be real is just like he just sounds like someone that's got his shit together he's just honestly sounds like someone that's really really fucking got his shit together i started listening to the evidence one from dilated people but I got about 15 minutes in, but I'll come back to that one another day. I'll talk about the ones that I've listened to, the ones that I've actually finished. So I can definitely recommend to you guys the Ice Cube one on the Talib Kweli People's Party one. Now, that one is insane. He talks about NWA. He talks about the whole East Coast versus West Coast shit, the squashing the beefs. And he talks about his new basketball league, man. This dude has got a basketball league where he takes NBA players that have retired and it's like half court and it's becoming this huge fucking phenomenon, which I had no idea about. And the way that Cube talks about it. So this is what I was just saying about the uh, Be Real one, where you can kind of feel like this guy, he's been around, he's like a boss, you know what I mean? And that's what Ice Cube is. Ice Cube is like this boss. And you can fucking tell from this podcast, this dude just takes no shit and he just does his thing. He's just like, yo, I don't want to fucking be a part of other investments that might exist, this, that, whatever. He goes, I want to be original. I want to leave behind a legacy and I just want to build something that most people, he was pitching it to people and they were like, you're crazy. And he did it and now it's starting to take off. So in entrepreneurship, you got to have great ideas. You got to believe in them shits. And sometimes you got to take that risk. Out of the Talib Kweli ones, man, definitely recommend the Be Real. Definitely recommend Ice Cube. And the one that I recommend the most is the Inspector Deck one. I'd listen to the Method Man one as well. It wasn't the greatest, but it was still a dope fucking listen. After the Method Man one, I was just a little bit kind of like, yeah, and maybe it's time for me to find somebody else. So then I found this other one called The Premium Pete Show. And on that one there, um, I found a cool Keith podcast, which was pretty dope. 
goes for an hour and a half and Keith talks about how we moved to LA in 92 and how he kept just reinventing himself. So he was called Keith, then he was Dr. Octagon, then he did all this other shit. He was like Black Elvis and um, it was all to just sign with different record companies. So if somebody locked him down and said, look, man, doc- as Dr. Octagon, we expect this, 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 he'd sign it, he'd take the money and then he'd go to another one and he'd sign as Black Elvis. He just kept, he kept signing different names and these different like characters and shit. Like it's just so fascinating. The worst thing about that podcast is that he's sucking on a lollipop the whole fucking episode. So if you can get past that, <laughs> um, I think you might like it and shit. But he talks about hanging out in LA with all these movie stars and not hanging out with hip hop heads and just making money and enjoying life. He was just like, yo, man, I want to enjoy life. Um, and Cool Keith's just one of my favorites. Like he's up there for me with Biggie and um, Cube and King T. And I end up listening to a few of those. And on there, I can't remember who else I listened to. It didn't really have too many um, artists that I was interested in. There's a Black Moon one on there that I want to peep, which I haven't peeped out yet. Um, hopefully I can get to that one and Diamond D was on here. There's a Thirst and Howl one on here as well. So that one's called the Premium Pete Show, if you guys are interested. It's got some it's got a lot of different artists that I am personally not into, but then it's got all these like little gems like the black moons and like, you know. So after that, I end up going to the Crate 808 podcast with the English dude and I listened to the Stretch and Bobbito one, which was fucking pretty dope. I started the Elzai one and also, who else? There was another one that I really got into, uh, the Black Thought interview. That one was really, really dope on the fucking um, the Crate 808 podcast. Highly recommended with that shit. Then I end up finding the Questlove Supreme podcast. And on here, I actually end up finding a lot of dope episodes. The one that stood out the most for me was the Prodigy one from Mob Deep. That one there I put as a five star. There was a little bit at the end that I kind of found a little bit uh it wasn't as interesting you know when he's talking about his cookbook and what they eat in jail it's like a jail cookbook with this chick and she kind of takes over and she talks for like the last 20 minutes but the two hours before that with prodigy my god his fucking story is so fascinating it's not even like i just grew up in queens because he didn't he fucking didn't his old man was like a jazz doo-wop musician his mum was as well his grandfather used to hang out with miles davis and dizzy gillespie and they used to come to his house and make drinks for him like milkshakes and shit this dude i swear to god like For two hours, it just felt like he was lying about his life. And I'm like, motherfucker, like he has lived the most interesting fucking life in in the world. Like It's crazy. Like a lot of the first Mob Deep, the first two albums, Juvenile Hell and The Infamous, he said that a lot of the records that came that were sampled were his grandfather's old jazz records. He talks about how we hustled. He talks about how we ended up meeting Havoc. He talks about a whole bunch of shit like... He talks about how the the dopest thing about Prodigy 
is that he had all these deals where like people be like, yo, you know, we want to sign you, but we don't want to sign Havoc. And he'd just walk away from it, man. He'd be like, you know what? Fuck that shit. This is my homie. I really believe in what we're doing. I don't want to sign. And he'd walk away. And I find that shit so noble, man. And I respect it so much. Like he didn't want to fucking leave his homie behind. And he believed. And this is another thing that a lot of entrepreneurs talk about. When you know that you're doing something and you really believe in the process and you believe that, you know, your product or what you're selling or whatever the fuck is going to work. I have a lot of times in life where I question this shit. I'm like, man, I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing this YouTube. Like it might be in vain, like this, that. But he talks about how we really believe that that were gonna do great things and um he was just this dude man i i highly recommend it even the homie from adelaide he hit me up and he was just like yo did you listen to that prodigy one and i was like yeah and he goes fuck man that shit that was like one of the dopest podcasts i've ever heard in my life and it fucking really was rest in peace to prodigy man he was he was definitely an interesting ass motherfucker straight up so so much love for them as well those albums just played such a big part in my life as well to this day, man. Like, I fucking still bump Hell on Earth in the car, like, all the time, man. Like, I had it in the car earlier this year for, like, three months and shit on fucking repeat. I listened to it once on the way to work, and then I listened to it once back from work. I do that shit for three months, man. An album that's 20 years old, you know, it just tells you how fucking unbelievable something can be. Who else was on this podcast? Let me name some of the people that he's got on there. He's got Jimmy Fallon, obviously, because he's on the on that show. He's got Curtis Blow, Seth Rogen, Huey Lewis, James Taylor, Johnny Gill, Chris Rock, D-Nice. Um, he's got uh, Scarface on there as well. The Scarface one, man, highly, highly recommend the Scarface joint was so fucking unbelievably dope it's probably one that i will revisit and listen to again it was that good same with the prodigy one i think like the inspector deck one on um people's party with talib kuli and then scarface this scarface one on uh quest love supreme i'm definitely going to be revisiting those uh the fat joe one was really really dope man he talks about when he was hustling back in the days and how he just knew he was going to do great things and he actually talks about his graffiti career and he, he talks about how he just wasn't going to lose in life it's just so amazing really recommend the fat joe one and it was too short that's the only complaint like uh, i wish that it goes for one hour and four minutes and it was just too fucking short and at the end of it, they say, they're like, oh, man, we might have Fat Joe on again. Um, so I really fucking hope they do. Uh, they got Nora Jones and Jill Scott and a whole bunch of people. What else have I listened to? Rick Rubin's on there. Spike Lee's on there. So, yeah, I'm going to basically stop just going through these lists. But, fuck, they talk to boys to men in two parts, which is crazy. I'm, like, actually intrigued. These podcasts, you know, people say they're not into podcasts, but you will be in, in another year or two or five years down the road because this shit is the way of the future. I honestly believe it. It's listening into a conversation. It, part of me kind of feels like I shouldn't be listening as well, but there's something about it, man. It really, if you want to know about the behind the scenes, 
And you got to know something about me. Some people that know me, they call me the Hulk because they're like, oh, you don't want to see the Hulk. Oh, Drizlax is getting angry. He hasn't eaten. You don't want to see the Hulk. The podcasts, they keep me as Eric Banner. You know, they keep me chilled, man. I'm like glued and not in a rush in the car. I'm not jumping out of the car, banging on people's windows and fucking threatening to kill them. And <laughs> You know, these podcasts are straight up calming for me. They keep me in check. So I hope that I recommended a couple of good ones for you guys. I know I was just shooting the shit on this one a little bit and it's actually gone for a little bit too long. So I'm going to end it. And thank you so much for all the support. And I hope that I helped you maybe push you into the direction of a couple of episodes. Maybe this will get you into a couple more episodes of hip hop podcasts or whatever man there's podcasts for fucking everything literally you just type in comedy comedy comes up like ricky gervais and there's podcasts for rock and roll there's podcast like the henry rollins there's podcasts for tech and photography and whatever the fuck you're into there's somebody if you're into history like the homie lunas was talking to me about these podcasts that uh, talk about this crazy fucking history and shit. He was recommending the Dan Carlin's uh, hardcore history. He's like, yo, it's epic. It's incredible. Uh, the Wrath of Khan goes for about 20 hours. I'm just like, damn, that's a long fucking podcast. Hopefully this opens your motherfucker's eyes up, man. Buy yourself. Go to JB Hi-Fi. Go to your nearest electronic store. Actually, fuck the electronic store, man. Fucking go online. Everything's cheaper online. Go test your shit out at the fucking electronic store and then come home and search for it online because you'll find it for 20% cheaper. There's some fucking wisdom for you. Buy some, you know, AirPods or buy uh, some earbuds or whatever the fuck and start listening to these podcasts, man. Buy a Bluetooth speaker and start educating yourself in the ways of the world. There are podcasts about business and entrepreneurship and being a leader in life and growing in life, learning history, and doesn't matter what it is, just tune in and you can listen to it in the car sometimes. It doesn't matter if you're driving for an hour somewhere, chuck a fucking Fat Joe podcast on and you might find yourself glued and it might chill you out to the point where there's no road rage shit happening. So uh, <laughs> take my word for it. Um, yo, I'm going to leave you guys there. Thank you so much for fucking chilling with me once again. I fucking keep saying thank you all the time, but I really do mean it. I'm going to stop there and um, I hope you learned something today. And I was about to say thank you again. <laughs> uh, fuck it. Yo, we, we signing out. It's enough's enough. To my peoples that have made it this far, what are you doing? You still here listening? Motherfuckers right into the end and shit, huh?
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some of that beef and black bean with a bit of rice. Get a coconut drink on the side and uh, maybe a little bit of uh, salt and pepper squid. Oh, yeah, my mouth's watering. Oh, yeah, I put it in my mouth, yeah. Oh. Peace out, you bitch-ass motherfuckers. Get off the fucking... Get off the podcast. Go do something with your lives and shit. Yo, peace.